0: This is Smash Mouth Richie Taylor. This is First Class Jet Rooker. This is totally
1: one half of the National Classics. This is Tyson Baxter. This is Royce Chambers. Hey, this is one half of the MCW Tag Team Champions, Mitch Waterman here. And you're listening. And you're listening. And you're
2: listening, and you're listening to MCWY. 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 MCWY.
0: Welcome to the official podcast of Melbourne City Wrestling. Welcome to MCW Wired. My name's Simon Tackler. I'm joined by my co-host Nims Azora And Nims, we are so close
1: to MCW Fallout. Yeah, we're counting down. How are we going, Simon? Welcome, everyone. Uh, thanks for joining us for another edition of MCW Wired. We've got a hell of a show coming up on April 10th at the Thornbury Theatre. If you missed out, on going to homecoming. If you missed out on going to ballroom brawl, mcwondemand.com.au is the best place to catch up. And it's almost like being there.
0: Absolutely. And man, it is almost, almost as good as being there, watching it on demand. I'd be lying (laughs) if I said it's like being in the Thornbury Theatre, but it's damn close. And what a card we've got so far for MCW Fallout. So far, we know it has been confirmed for the MCW World Championship. Adam Brooks will be defending against Danny Psycho. This is a match years in the making and maybe this is Brooksy's biggest threat so
1: far. Rooksy, it was always about starting this loose legacy. I mean, we tried to have a little sit down interview with him and Slex at the MCW Academy at the start of the, well, at the end of last year. And unfortunately, that didn't go too well. It did lead to a challenge, though. And it seems like Brooksy's mouth's getting into a lot of trouble. And Danny Psycho, being the first MCW champion, knows what it's like to start a legacy. In fact, Every time I see Danny Psycho, I just can't believe that he's still going after all these years. But I don't know how Brooksy's going to go up against a bloke like Danny Psycho because this guy, he's been there from day dot.
0: Yeah, he's been there. He's got the experience. I mean, so does Brooksy. Obviously, this is basically a dream match of MCW cornerstones. It's going to be awesome. They say, you know, Styles makes fights. And I think the style of these two guys is going to lead to one hell of a main event. And another massive match announced for the MCW Women's Championship. We've got Avery defending against Kellyanne, who just came off a massive win against Jessica Troy.
1: This is going to be a barn burner. Jessica Troy, she was our latest guest on MCW wide. You can actually hear that in the archives, our chat with her before the match against Kellyanne. And she was really excited. And hopefully, we'll see more of her at MCW in 2021 and beyond. But after that brutal match with Kellyanne, Avery was on commentary during the match and the minute Kellyanne won, it was like her eyes went straight to the commentary table and it was like, Avery, I've got that title in my sights. I don't care how much people at the Thornbury Theatre love the bin chicken and your antics and just how much of a favourite you are with the MCW fans. I want that belt. And now, and we actually wondered, when is this going to happen? We know now it'll happen at Fallout on April 10th at the Thornbury Theatre. Yep, we don't have to wait for that. It
0: is going down April 10. That's going to be huge. And then while it's not a match, it has been announced that the Brat Pack will be holding their celebration. What do the boys have in store? This is going to be wild. I have no idea what to
1: expect from this, but I'm guessing it's going to be fun. Look, I was looking at Nick Berry's social media and my oh my you know how like when you go out and you put stuff on stories and you go oh i might just delete that no no there's no shame here the brats (laughs) are loving life at the moment i know it was mitch mitch waterman that did win the ballroom brawl but as we've heard when there's any success in the brat packs be it avery the boys together winning the tag team titles or in this case mitch winning the ballroom brawl it's seen as a win for the entire brat pack collective and Nick Berry was just going absolutely bonkers, as were the rest of the Brats. They're on an absolute high. We're going to have a celebration. I think that's how you pronounce it. But April 10th at the the Thornbury Theatre. I don't know what to expect. I mentioned that the Brat Pack see individual success as group success for the Brat Pack. Mitch and Nick actually had one of the best matches to kick off Ballroom Brawl, to be honest, taking on the Velocities in a dream match. It's a match that's been a year in the making. They were originally meant to do it last year, but the world shut down due to a pandemic. Finally, it happened and it lived up to the hype. And before they had the match, we were able to catch up with Jude London and Paris De Silva and chat to the Velocities beforehand. And they were just... They were such cool dudes
0: yeah this was a great chat it's great to to meet another tag team and chat to them where it doesn't feel like oh these guys have just been put together and it's just a job that they do no these guys feel like close friends they've got great chemistry they get along they shared some amazing stories about not just how they met but how they you know merge their styles to create that sort of unique in ring style that we see from the velocities and uh Yeah, they get into some fun as well. You would think that these guys can never, ever argue and they have no differences. But no, we uncovered the one thing that could tear the velocities apart. So
1: uh, yeah, you're definitely going to want to stick around for this chat. It's definitely not money. It's not anything to do with riches or success or women or anything coming between the guys. You'll be shocked at what could tear the velocities apart, but we'll get into that. In the chat too. And as we said with Jessica Troy, you can check that interview out in our archives. It's so great to have all of these wrestlers, just all this great talent from around Australia, finally be able to come back and wrestle in the Thornbury Theatre. It was really cool to chat to the Velocities because you could tell that they were excited to be back. They yeah. were really eager to be back in Melbourne and performing in front of the MCW fans. And I really hope that this isn't the last time that we see them. We've seen them have great dream matches with... Um, with the natural classics we've seen them have a good match at ballroom brawl a fantastic match even against the Brat pack too so there are plenty other great rising tag teams in mcw i'd love to see who they'd like to tangle with
0: yeah they're one of those teams that has the reputation it follows them everywhere once you've seen one of their matches you want to see more because just basically you can put them in there with anyone and it instantly becomes a dream match they're one of the most exciting and charismatic tag teams in the world. They've traveled the country, they've traveled the UK and the US. The sky is the limit for the Velocities to pardon the pun. These guys were awesome, and I'm so glad they got to join us. So we'll go to it right now. It's the Velocities on MCW Wired. Joining us in our makeshift podcast studio is one of the country's and the world's most exciting tag teams. We're so excited that they've been able to make it back to MCW We've got the Velocities joining us. Welcome hey.
1: to Wired. Hey guys, thanks for having us. Hey, glad to be here. Well, first things first, we've got to say this now. It has been a long time since we've seen you here in the Thornbury Theatre. And in fact, we've had the slowest of slow burns. Sure, we've had a, a pandemic that might have stopped you guys from
3: coming back a bit sooner. But uh, how are you guys feeling about being back in Melbourne? Uh, we're, we're loving it. We're, we're excited to go tonight. Um, Paris was saying it was strange being back on a plane today.
2: It's a bit of a weird scenario, because I think we're still kind of in uncertain times, but things have been really picking up, so for now, you know, we're just trying to focus on that and uh, and getting back into it, especially coming back here to Melbourne. Like you said, this was going to happen a year ago, and we're ready then, and now, can you imagine after a year wait, just how ready we are now, yeah, so, man. yeah, we're stoked.
0: Well, I guess you guys were lucky as a team to be, you know, based in Sydney, things opened up before they did here, you guys got to keep competing over in PWA, and and keep, you know, in ring shape. How good was that, seeing what was happening here, you know, getting to know that maybe you guys have the advantage tonight because, you know, you've been in the ring more.
2: That's true, but uh, I feel like we don't like, in a way, having the advantage. You know, for us, we've always been the underdog. And I think, um, you know, we don't like hearing excuses when it comes to our competitors either, you know. And it's not like uh, they had a real choice. Mm -hmm. But um, for us, you know, we're just focusing on, getting in-ring ready getting in shape and, and maintaining what we do and um, you know it's unfortunate that we got to do that before Melbourne could but you guys are back now and uh, you know we expect nothing less from the Brats
3: that's it it was very fortunate that like you mentioned PWA we were able to run some shows before a lot of other promotions in the country could um, we were able to run them even as small as they may have been out of, out of our academy we were able to use that to um, get our reps in and um, face some, face some new talent as well and try out some new strategies. And we'll probably be using a lot of those strategies tonight against the Brat Pack.
0: And actually, what was that experience like, getting to, you know, wrestling in front of big crowds? We've seen the Australian wrestling scene grow over the past few years to where it's consistently been at this high level. And then for you guys to sort of take it back at PWA and do those Academy shows, what was it like wrestling in front of, you know, a small crowd?
2: again? I think because we had such a long wait in between shows, at first we didn't really recognise it but once we did and we realised yes we are performing in front of a smaller audience we're just so grateful to be performing again that it felt like there were so many more people there so for us uh, it was different but it was very very needed and uh,
3: I guess at the end of the day having like a real intimate sort of a setting makes you appreciate what we do even more yeah absolutely Um, in a way for me it was kind of going back to back to basics Um, and again we were just so so ready and chomping at the bit to be back in front of a crowd that whether it was like 50 or 500 we we still loved feeling their energy so we it was very easy for us to give 100 percent, just as we would in front of a larger crowd
1: so we started wide uh, last year and your names kept coming up oh, really? all the tag teams we get talking to we talked to the brad pack we talked to the natural classic who are asking you know uh, who is are some great guys that you've tangled in the ring with that you've if you had your best matches to do, the velocities always keep coming up. It's always... The velocities are always there up at the top. <laughs> Man, when you are blushing. To, yeah. <laughs> but, but with that... Sorry to sound like uh, Spider-Man's uncle here, but uh, with great <laughs> power comes great responsibility. And mm. when people go to a show that see the velocities on the card, they expect, well, we know what we're going to get.
2: Do you put, find that puts any pressure on your shoulders? or? I mean, we... Alone, I think, puts so much pressure on ourselves. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, man. I mean, it's just the nature of what we do. Um, but with that pressure comes motivation. I feel more than anything else. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's, it's really, really exciting and flattering hearing those compliments. But at the same time, you know, we do put in the work, and for us, we want to we want to hear those. You know, we want to hear those compliments,
3: and I uh, feel like it's you know a reflection of our work. Those those comments and those compliments, and um, people saying that being in a match with us. Um, it's quite flattering to say that we've been at the top of some people's you know best matches. Um, and to your question earlier, does it put pressure on us? It does, but in pressure situations is where we've thrived the most. I remember um, when we first, back, back home, winning our, our tag team championships in PWA, I I was coming off um, a, a collapse long. Um, Paris had got some matches in before that but was forced to team with other members of Speed Force Mm -hmm. outside of the Velocities Um, and we were going up against the the Nations who have been like at the forefront of of our home for for a long time and that was a large mountain for us to climb there was a lot of pressure on us then and we got the job done and a lot of that's just one example there have been a lot of other times where it's been no different Um, pressure is where we thrive
1: Support for MCW Wide is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-base grooming and trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. If you're on the market for some beautiful balls, well, we have an offer exclusive for our listeners. 20% off plus free shipping by going to manscaped.com forward slash MCW21. And that's not just for us here in Australia. That includes the US, Canada, and the UK as well. That's right. Right across the world. We don't want you
0: injuring your balls because it does happen. I know when I first started, you know, grooming down there, man, it's a challenge finding a trimmer. That's not going to ruin everything downstairs is hard. And thank God for manscape because we don't have to worry about that. I have bought so many trimmers and thrown them out after one use because I'm like, okay, I've cut myself again. I've cut myself again. With Manscaped, we've been using these for almost a year now, cut free. Things are smooth, things are injury free. Love it, it's the best. Manscaped has created the best ball hair trimmer in human existence. The Lawnmower 3.0, their third generation trimmer, features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology.
1: You're right. We have been using it for about a year or so now and I just got my replacement blade and gift in the mail and it was perfect timing because you have to upgrade the blade after some users for a a fresh cleanup. Replacement blades come in their brand new Peak Hygiene Plan. Now, this plan is a member portal to manage your membership preferences and is available not just here in Australia but across Europe and the United States as well. You can enroll in the Peak Hygiene Plan and get it every three months replenishment of your favorite products and replacement blades delivered directly to your door hassle-free. The portal allows you to build a combo and mix and match some of your favorite Manscaped products. Whether
0: you want a fresh blade and some ball deodorant or foot spray and some ball wipes, your member price stays the same. There are also plenty of member advantages like member exclusive pricing to products like their new refined cologne and their life-changing lawnmower 3.0. Just snap off your lawnmower 3.0 or Weed Whacker nose and ear hair trimmer head every couple of months and replace it with a new one, making sure you maintain the closest and cleanest shave possible. That way I can assure you the most
1: hygienic set of testes in town. Your replenishment pack always comes with a free gift and this month... We got the Foot Duster Foot Deodorant Spray. That's a $30 value, totally free. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code MCW21 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping by going to manscaped.com forward slash MCW21. Put Handsome on autopilot with their new peak hygiene plan from Manscaped tag team wrestling is a bit of a dying art in these days too, because you very rarely see like a genuine tag team like yes you might see two great wrestlers that are paired together but you don't often see them complementing each other mm. together like like you and Paris do some fantastic work together and when you look at you guys like literally before you came and sat down to chat with us this is a tag team like you look at great tag teams like the Road Warriors you know they're a tag team while you see someone like say I don't know Tommy Drew and Raven they're a tag team but they're not a tag team yeah so for you guys how did it What made you fall in love with that aspect of tag team wrestling? Do
3: you want to tell the story?
2: Yeah. It's funny because I feel like when we started out, we kind of had our own paths. And once people kind of saw us and got to know us, they kept making these comments of being like, you guys should be in a tag team. Yeah. the basis was because we looked alike you know, and we still kind of do. We still get, you know, are you guys twins? Are you guys brothers? But um, we got that today at the airport. Yeah, <laughs> but what happens? What happened was um, it came to a point where we didn't even recognize what we had, and um, it was actually Robbie Eagles who came up to us and said, "Hey, like, um, you know, there's an opportunity here for you guys to be on shows. Would you guys consider being a tag team?" And we just kind of looked at each other and went, "Yeah," and that was it. You know, just see where it would go from there, and it, it just slowly built up, and you know. I think it's in a weird way a tag team goes beyond the ring, and it, you know, thankfully with me and Jude, you know, we're, we're we're great friends, but I think we're even closer brothers. You know, I, I, I view him as a brother. Yeah. Um, and for us, it just it's come very naturally, and, and it's literally just time. That's all it is. Um, it's just having to stick as a team and be patient, and I think having somebody on your side really makes that easier.
3: Yeah. Uh, we don't mean to get all sappy on you guys, but that's that's just how it is for us. You know, um, we love wrestling. We love we've grown to love tag team wrestling as, as a unit together and um, doing, doing the thing you love most with someone else that you love it just makes it that much easier like the passion just burns through it just it makes it that much easier to put your, your passion into the craft and better yourselves every day and that's it just comes back to our bond in our chemistry man that's, that's why we've stayed as a team for so long that's why we've grown to where we have grown today
1: I can never understand when people used to always dismiss tag team wrestling because it's sort of like, if you've got singles wrestlers, yep, that's cool, but tag team's like four great wrestlers. Mm. Like, it's quadruple the fun. Like, what's going on? Yeah, I, I agree 100%. Yeah. Um,
2: it's really creative, tag team wrestling. You can always do more with, with more people, right? Um, mm. So, and it's kind of, uh, also what I'm looking for here, it's very much high-octane action, but I think it's also very unpredictable. <laughs> so, um, yeah, tag team wrestling is just a blast, but we're obviously very, very biased with that. Yeah, so of course. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and for the style that you guys wrestle, you guys sort of high octane, that pretty much sums it up. Mm. You guys have that reputation. Before I ever saw you guys wrestle live here at MCW, you know, a couple of times in 2019, mm. the reputation and the word amongst the fans was like, oh my God, the velocities are going to be here. You've got to see him wrestle live. And, you know, with the Mile High Club and the Natural Classics, we got a taste of it. And now we're going to get to see that more. And now that, you know, we've seen you guys wrestle a few times, like we said before, with the pressure to always live up to that, does that word of mouth sort of, like, help or hinder? Because the more that fans hear, they're going to say, oh, watch this match to someone who's never seen wrestling before. Like, watch this one. This one's going to blow you away.
3: You know, for... I'm kind of a guy that, I like, I look at social media, but I don't pay too much close attention. Like, I don't live or die by it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, That word of mouth, that's... I feel like that's the thing that has led to some of the opportunities that we've gotten you know when you when you talk about like
1: the hype uh, like you mentioned the mile high club and your matches against the natural classics I mean there are so many great tag teams around Australia like the Perea for example yeah absolutely love those guys too like so everyone in every state would be like you know it'd be great with this team the velocities (laughs) like do you guys just find like your DMs filled with like promoters going hey uh, what are you guys up to on Saturday
2: there's such and such I mean, I feel like it's more from the fans yeah. more than anything else. Um, and it's funny because, you know, we can't look at other teams too and go, man, like, we really, really want to face them. You yeah, know? 100%. Um, to help better us. And it's, it's crazy because, you know, we're not the only team out here. You know, mm-hmm. there are many, many others. And I think, you know, tag team wrestling in Australia alone has a very, very
3: bright future.
0: 100%. And, okay, we got a little bit sappy earlier saying how, you know, you guys have bonded close like brothers now. But like all brothers and good friends, there's got to be times where you guys clash. It just oh, happens. It's now, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, let's go. For you, for you, Jude, what's something about Paris that gets on your nerves and then vice versa? Is oh, there no. anything that annoys you, like a bad habit?
3: You know what? It's not, it's not a habit that he has that annoys me, but there is one time when we are at odds. We, Paris introduced me to this card game called Gonga, and it... Bro... We're not friends when we play that game. No, <laughs> no. Not at all. He he gets annoyed at me. He gets annoyed at me. You put your cards down in like, um, you know, black, white, black, red, black, red. If you put a black and black and a red t- a red and red together, he's... You do not exist. It doesn't matter. That's what happened. It doesn't matter. It's oh, the same. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, yeah.
2: I guess. For you. Yeah, but not for me
1: <laughs> I swear dirt sheets will go off the charts if the velocities explode here tonight it, because of over you
3: and a card, we card we game cards <laughs> aren't even the on the table and you're getting
2: upset <laughs> and,
3: oh, let's cut the mics right now guys <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> and then Paris is there anything for you? I mean I feel like you kind of already laid it out yeah yeah. I th- it goes back to this card game Yeah, <laughs> you know it's past the time by um, something that normally is very very joyous you know we get in wrestling. We're fantastic. We're yep. a team. Yeah, but I feel like too when we play upball. Oh, so at training we have this game. <laughs> yeah, uh, thanks to the great Maddie Warburg. It's called upball. So it's like volleyball, it's like I volleyball, say. but more fun. But you always have to have an underhand and okay. hit it. But even before the teams are decided, this guy is already just looking at me and just starting to talk crap. <laughs> and it's like, hold on, hold on, here. Teams haven't been decided. Either. But of course, it always
3: gets split up. And I feel yeah. like it's done for a very particular reason. There are a lot of times at training where we're like, where the coaches are like we're splitting up the velocities. <laughs> yeah. Just because they love, they love the us each other. They love the tension, yeah. And it but is entertaining. It yeah. is.
2: Yeah.
0: So
3: if it ever happens, it's not gonna lead to a wrestling match. It's gonna be a game of upball up and ball then
2: a game or, of, yeah. or a game of Gonga. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It won't happen yeah. in a ring, guys. Sorry. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I would love a game of Gonga. The fans won't know what's going on at all. Yeah. Like, we'll We'll be having the time of our lives. Yeah, we have the time of our lives. Yeah. Maybe, oy, maybe Ricky South can referee. Ooh. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, that, that's, yeah, that's the game right there. Three <laughs> stages of hell, gonga, up
0: ball, and then only if it's a tie, then there's a wrestling yeah. game. Yeah. Only yeah. if there's a tie. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, stipulation yeah. there.
1: So <laughs> let's try and mend this, uh, this rift that we've caused somehow, <laughs> Simon. But uh, at what point in time in your career did you sort of realize, like, hey, we're onto something here? What was the... Can you pinpoint the time where you sort of went, yeah. hey, you know what, we're onto something? we yeah. had a few of
2: those.
3: I feel like it's going to be hard to kind of narrow it down to one i've got i've got one that was the biggest moment for me in i think it was twenty nineteen I'm real bad with dates and numbers and stuff um in twenty nineteen i believe is when we did our tour of the u k yeah we just kind of we, um it started we did it because will Ospreay came to p w a to wrestle robbie Eagles originally and he said you guys you know you guys should go and explore the u k and see what you can do there and we said absolutely let's just give it a shot and we just took a bet on ourselves and and went there for about a month or so and our first match in the uk was against aussie open mark davis and carl fletcher who a two it's it's funny man we like we flew halfway around the world to wrestle some guys from back home (laughs) um and you know we were out of our comfort zone we were in a completely different environment we were in a really sick venue. It was so cool. It was almost like a, a miniature barn. Yeah, it was yeah. like we're in a barn yeah. with, with a bar at the back. Yeah. yeah. And just standing room only. And Aussie Open, they've built up such experience and reputation for themselves, man. They're, they are an amazing team. And we wrestled against them. And we held our own. And, man, we gave them a run for their money. We almost took their attack tag team titles and for me that was a moment where I went dude we've, we've, we've got something, it, it clicked for me um, if we can hang in the ring with a, a, a top calibre team in the world like them um, we're onto something here and we just got to keep going Yeah, that was a huge moment too um,
2: I think for me as well um, getting invited to take part in the King of Trios because for us that's a tournament purely for tag team wrestling yep. of the best tag teams in the world and by that point I was like wow I think we do have something special and you know for us you know a lot of our opportunities have kind of come last minute yep and it's very much a spur at the moment but for us you know that's that's just been like the underlying factor of our careers and getting to take part in that tournament um, and just kind of show you know our appreciation now our love the tag team wrestling and yep. in return you know going to another country like you said the UK and this time to the US and having guys come up to us and be like yeah you know we, we've watched you guys and what you guys from Australia as well. Like that we, was pretty we, mind-blowing for we're us. We're familiar with your stuff because we used to thought we we're coming into this this tournament and nobody's going to know us at all and it was the complete opposite. So our reach as well was very, you know, mind-blowing and being like wow you know, like, you know we we are onto something and just like before we started tagging I think you know people can kind of recognize it before we yeah. do and it's just kind of that that light bulb going ah <laughs> oh, now we've caught up. So yeah. that to me was a
3: really really big moment as well. And that comes to um a full appreciation and gratitude for what we've built back home and the platform that we have in australia
0: and yeah well the platform in australia keeps getting bigger like we said australian wrestling feels like it just keeps growing year over year and with experiences like that overseas in the uk and the us knowing that people are watching from around the world motivation can't be an issue anymore i, I it does It feel like you're on the right track, this can go as far as it can go now. Because we've spoken to some veterans, including Crackerjack, who sort of mentioned that, you know, there were some great talents back in the day who maybe got out of the business maybe 20 years ago because it felt like, where is Australian wrestling going? Where can your career go? But for guys like yourselves, does it feel like the sky's the limit?
2: Yeah, Yeah. I think it's, it's really hard for me personally to kind of look ahead and try and work out what's going to happen. I think you've got to kind of, well for me, just look at it day by day. Um, you know and I think there's a really really bright future here. I think a big part of it as well is obviously social media. Yep. I think having you know uh, streaming platforms has very much helped. but also just time and patience. Um, it's hard to say what, what lies ahead, but for us that's always kind of been you know the, the constant question and yeah. you know we're still here. Um, and ultimately whether it's here in Australia or going overseas, we're, we're always representing Australia and trying to bring more
3: eyes back. The wrestling scene here, hundred percent. And like like Paris just said, like a lot of our opportunities, personally as a team, have come last minute. So we definitely feel like we're on the right path. And um, I've had I've had this feeling for like the last every year for the last few years, like before COVID, obviously. But every year it was like this is insane. This is the biggest thing that's ever happened in Australian wrestling. Nothing's going to top this. And then the next thing comes along, and we're like we didn't see that coming at all. So now, like I wouldn't be surprised at whatever comes next.
1: So, obviously, because wrestling is so fluid and we just don't know, like, what can happen next, I mean, at the end of 2019, no one thought we are going to write off a year. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, you guys probably had a lot uh, more planned, not just a dream match with the Brats, but... Is there anyone that is on your list that you would like to do? I often sort of ask, you know, like the Cody Rhodes list of names yeah. that, that you oh, yeah. want to yeah. sort of try and cross through. Are there any other tag teams? Because you have had most of these dream matches, mm. and they have been dream matches, so mm. what, what's left after that?
3: I feel like there's always more dream matches to yeah, be had.
2: Yeah, man, th- there is such a huge list. You know, yeah. For us, man, almost anyone and everyone. You know, I think yeah. to
3: kind of consider yourself
2: the best tag team, you have to look... Everywhere, yep. from all all styles, all continents, all levels of experience. Um, you know, you, you have you guys like the young box of course. Man, we're we're big fans of Dragon Gate as well. Big so fans. we've got <laughs> guys like Yoshino and Noriki Doi. Uh, we can throw out yeah. all these different combinations yeah, of tag teams you can imagine. Um, but man, I just you know, coming up with an answer is so difficult because of just how deep the talent pool is. Huh. So for us, man, all, you know, I just think whoever's willing to step up. We're ready, and we want it. Her. We're here for it. Her. Talking about
1: stepping up, yeah. I mean, uh, MCW's got a fantastic academy. PWA also uh, has got a great academy. Uh, so there's a lot of cool young dudes coming up, and young girls too, in that ranks. When they look at guy, uh, look at you guys and think, all right, he's Paris, he's Jude. This is what they've managed to accomplish. They're coming through PWA just like I have. It's mm-hmm. probably a lot of people in the MCW academy that think the same thing. But... It's not always do what they did, and you can aspire to their success yeah what do you sort of tell the next crop of talent where it's just like because it's not easy I mean you guys aren't sitting here you aren't in this uh, in the Thornbury theater didn't happen overnight no. it took no. a lot of work. No. so what do you say to guys no. that do step through the academy doors not just at PWA but at MCW yeah. or at EPW in Perth
3: or Wright City Wrestling wherever it' I think it's just the biggest thing is you have to put you have to put the work in and you have to find the find the flaws in your game and just keep working, keep training. There's no set there's no one set path that any generic wrestler can can take and end up successfully. Man, like in the in this crazy business things just opportunities can come like that, things can change at a moment's notice. So you just have to train as best as you can to stay as ready as you can because you never know when you could get the call up yeah
2: I think on that note too it's just patience Um, everybody's journey is different some guys are going to get some opportunities quicker than others Uh, like Jude said you know there could be an opportunity just around the corner Um, and I've had moments even speaking to him where I've been like you know is is it really worth it I've had more time saying I think I want to quit than I want to continue you know and often or not when, when that question starts to happen and those thoughts start to appear something big happens yep um, and like you'd said again there's no blueprint wrestling is so so frustrating <laughs> so um, frustrating but that's also the beauty of wrestling I think as well is you know anybody can succeed and I feel like it can just be as simple as being you and it takes time you know uh, mm. I, I, I certainly haven't got everything figured out I'm still learning and you're no. always going to learn but that's just part of the journey of what we do um yeah. Just, just stick at it and just be patient, not only with others, but with yourself. That's, That's probably it. the biggest thing I can say. That's it.
0: That almost ties into something we spoke about with Jessica Troy on our last episode. She mentioned that sort of, in Australia, there isn't a defined style of wrestling because we take the best of everywhere. We don't yep. have a UK style or a Japan style or an American style. And for you guys, you've found your own niche. Nobody wrestles like the Velocities. It's mm-hmm. almost like its own type of match, its own style. Uh-huh. How important Thanks, is that man. to... For new wrestlers, not to try and say, well, I'm going to copy this person, you know, sort of find what works for you.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I mean, it helps you stand out. Um, but I think that's also the beauty of Australian wrestling. And it kind of really helped us get prepared before we had to go overseas. Because, like you said, we didn't have one set style. We we're able to adapt and learn from, you know, the best styles around the world. So yep. when it came time to go to England, we were prepared. And then when it came time to go to the US, we were prepared. Um, but in terms of like our style, that also just comes from you know the love of wrestling that we like yeah um, and again you know name drop in Dragon Gate 100% um, and what works for our game you know what's yep. what's best for your ability and what's going to help you get those victories mm-hmm. you know it's actually kind of uh, you know it's it may not be simple kind of working out that style and, and polishing it but the, the initial idea and thought of okay what can I do mm. it's going to come from what you enjoy what makes you look at that style of wrestling or that particular move and go wow or that works I think that's for me, the answer to working out your
3: style. Yeah, and again, I think a lot of our style is very Japanese-influenced from a lot of the stuff that we like and that we consume as, as wrestlers and as fans. But we've also... We're very fortunate back home at the, at the Pro Wrestling Academy in PWA. We have coaches with lucha libre experience and very technical experience in that Japanese style as well. All, the, all these different touches and styles and tastes of wrestling... That we've been able to put into our game to just um, use whenever we need, whenever the op- whenever the match may call for it, whatever opponents we have, um, and that that goes back to another thing I guess that I've been given advice, mm-hmm. and that I would pass down as advice to anyone who's training or that wants to, you know, uh, become a wrestler or be as good as they can is just go and branch out yeah. and learn different styles and just pick pe- just pick people's brains that have been around the world.
1: Yeah. So before we wrap up, uh, I often ask this question. Uh, it's fairly generic, but um, yeah. if we there was to be a DVD, the best of the
3: velocities. Oh man!
1: What, what are the matches that oh. you would put on there? We'll
3: limit it to okay. We'll limit
1: it to five.
2: Top five. Top five. Top
3: five. I think. Um, I don't know. I think we've got on this question a little bit before. Yeah, so I, th- I
2: think it's fair to say um, our we might argue about this. Our encounters with the nations. Nations. Uh, I really credit those matches to kind of making the velocities. Hmm. Um,
3: Aussie Open's on there oh, of course Aussie 100% Open.
2: so let's say what's that two so That's far two? Um, I'd also
3: um, go our match with Lightspeed Express in 2019 yes yep,
2: yep. Um, for me too our match against SMS yes which at the time yes. was of Tyler Payne and Ricky South um, Ricky South went to a dark side yeah then. Um, <laughs> but th- that match for me was just so emotionally charged um, Yeah. it was it was so much fun and looking back call.
3: looking back, that SMS match is probably one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, um, and we need a fifth, don't we? Damn, man. The last one's I mean, always the hardest. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just um, Let's
0: say the one that's about to happen uh, as yeah. oh, we record yeah. this. Good yeah. answer. Yeah. <laughs> the one
3: where we won the MCW <laughs> Tag Team Yes. Championship. Absolutely. That's gonna be on the cover <laughs> as well. yeah. Perfect. Of our DVD. Yeah. Yes.
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah. and I were joking beforehand. There is nothing more wrestling then I'm going to come to your company and take your belt home oh yeah <laughs> absolutely oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know what guys it has been an absolute pleasure thanks so much first off thanks for making the trip down here to Melbourne Yeah, thanks for having uh, us yeah man no. thank Christ for Fight TV that's all I'm saying
2: maybe. yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> man 2020
1: would have been awful without yeah, it man. but uh, uh, if anyone wants to follow you guys on socials grab some of your merch what's the best place <laughs> to do it
3: did you want to go ahead first my friend? yeah man it's just at Jude the Dude London or Jude Dude London I don't know across <laughs> Twitter and Instagram and I'm on Facebook too if that's your thing Um, and for for all our merchandise needs I have a big cartel but that's just like stock we have on hand go to wrestler merch for all our stuff because they're raising the game with Australian merchandise Uh, you can
2: find me on Instagram at underscore spun spirit and on Twitter, at Silver 22 Hashtag sexy spot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and in terms of, of merchandise, uh, it's wrestler merch. So I uh, can't get any better than that. Fantastic. Well,
1: guys, it's been an absolute pleasure. Hopefully we get to see you more often down here and maybe you might even see me and Simon up there. Absolutely. Thank you for the chat,
2: guys. Hopefully we can do it again.
1: And uh, please stay away from that card game because we'd love to see you guys (laughs) together. (laughs)
2: Appreciate it, guys. Thank you.
1: (laughs) Thanks, fellas. First off, it was so good of the Velocities to give us so much of their time before a massive match. And the guys, Jude London and Paris De Silva, such good guys. They seem to be the sort of person that you'd want to hang out, the sort of people that you'd like to hang out with outside of the ring as well. Unless, of course, that. That silly card game came up again because then it seems like it's all on. It's yeah. all on for uh, young and old.
0: We don't want to get involved in in that. And also, uh, nice of Paris de Silva
1: to put us to shame and do the uh, do the show topless. You talk about tag teams that are ready for anything. These guys seem ready to do anything. I think that they assumed that we were going to throw down right there and be like, "Yeah, hey, yeah, we're a fight." You know, they no, were no, no. in their gear. We weren't <laughs> like, hold on. Um, <laughs> if you do
0: want to see parts of the uh, the video version of the interview, of course, the previews. Around on social media as well. And um, we can't wait to see the Velocities in Melbourne again. Of course, they're the current PWA Tag Team Champions doing their thing in Sydney. Hopefully, we get them back in MCW soon. And in the meantime, if you want more from MCW wide, you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and of course on Spotify. We've got more to come. We've got another episode dropping next week with another guest. It's another massive show. Uh, I'm excited about that one, too.
1: like you said, um we did have a massive sit down and catch up with some of our international not international, sorry, our interstate guests. They might as well be internationals. We've been so cooped up for the past <laughs> year that uh, they feel like international people's coming into our border. But uh, yeah, it was cool to catch up with Jessica Troy before the show. It was cool to catch up with uh, Jude London and Paris De Silva, The Velocities. We got one more big guest coming up. Uh, we'll drop that in the week before MCW fallout on uh, April 10th. So keep your eyes out on the MCW socials for the previews and whatnot, but it's going to be fun. But I do want to quickly thank both Jude London and Paris De Silva because they came for a match as you said ready in their gear they had to prepare for this Brat Pack match but they gave us that much time to sit down and just open up with all the MCW fans and with us there were no questions of limits nothing like that so we were really grateful that they were so open and honest and just a lot of fun too
0: and if this is your first time joining us on Wired of course you can go into the archives subscribe to the podcast and check out the back catalog. We've got interviews with all the big stars, Adam Brooks, Slex, the Brat Pack, Avery, Callie Callie Ann, Jessica Troy last week, like we mentioned, and there is more to come. If there's anybody you want us to chat to, just get in touch on the social media channels, follow Melbourne city wrestling, use the hashtag MCW wired. And if there's a guest in mind, we'll do our best to try and get them on the show. Uh, But until then, we will catch you next week for a brand new episode of MCW Wired. My name's Simon
1: Tackler. For Nims is all, we're out of here.